You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. A safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Tonight, just your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, and the Fantasy Fish. How's it going? Oh, it's going. I had to get some blood stolen from me from the doctor. You know, because you're oh, old. The we gotta, They're going to tell you a bunch of bad shit. Out. Yeah, then they, just, like, then they gotta come back and say a bunch of negative shit to you. Like, oh, you're fat and don't eat as much red meat. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Like, yeah, I'm going to live my life. Like, you drink too much beer. I'm like, yeah, I fucking know that. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, man, if my wife's cool with it, you can go eat a dick. Yeah. Because the doctor might think they know drunk. things. But the wife's the real boss, man. Like, I don't have to. I don't have. I have to answer to her. I don't have to answer to you. Yeah. But sure. now, like, you know, I'm fucking back in the gym trying to lose weight, eat healthy, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, you know. Then you get like those uh those free mailers in the mailbox and it's like buy like a double western bacon cheeseburger get one free bullshit coupons and you're like god damn it stop tempting me you're Satan. just focused on the raw mailers you need to focus on the hello fresh mailers and this is not a sponsor fuck hello fresh that's just expensive yeah sponsor us you cheap pieces of shit hello fresh I'll <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll, well, I'll, I'll talk back. good about you yeah. <laughs> I've been trying this new diet, this Mediterranean diet, and uh, it's like it's like chicken, fish, oils, and a bunch yeah, of, a lot vegetables. of vegetables. The only thing yeah. I can think is like, I'm always fucking hungry. I'm like, yeah. how do people, like, I could never be a vegetarian because like I'm still eating chicken and I'm still hungry. Like I can't eat an 18 ounce steak anymore, and it's just not satisfying. Dude, there's this place up here. They do like a food challenge where you get like a 24 ounce like t-bone and like a 20 ounce like something else and you have like an hour to eat it and i was like i want to partake in that but now i can't because my doctor says i eat too much red meat i would never be able to do it i get like a steak at the store and it's like you know three quarters of a pound i'm like hey i'm gonna eat this whole thing i eat like half of it and i'm like oh, I'm f- i don't know man D- director ross turned me on to one of the greatest things in vegas ever which is the prime rib loft shout out to the prime rib loft in vegas because you, you get, get the a chicken fucking... fried sandwich. Nah, dude, that's it. The, okay. It's called the original chicken tender, which shouts out to the original chicken tender. In if you're ever at the Luxor food court, there's a place called the original chicken tender. And they have this thing that we gracefully called the C, the CTC, the chicken tender sandwich, CTS. I have CTE. I've been thinking about Antonio Brown's BBC. But anyways, the chicken tender sandwich is the greatest thing ever. And then if you get it on the Texas toast, you pay like the dollar fifty extra. It's totally worth it. It's the greatest fucking sandwich. And every time That's Ross goes trying. to Vegas, he sends us a picture of it. it I'm gonna go feelings. there. My my sister in law is getting married in Vegas next year. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a stop. But the prime rib loft was the shit, man. Director Ross, like we all went out there one night for dinner and. uh Got a huge fucking steak. Not the greatest steak in the world, but the shit was like $18 or 20 bucks. It was like the best thing about oh, it. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. And it, and it was like the size of your fucking plate. 
And yeah, yeah, your heart slowed down a little bit. There's an exotic meat place in Vegas. Did you know that? You could buy like, I don't know, cougar and weird shit like that there. Zach Wilson probably eats there then because he loves cougar. <laughs> but um, you know he's going after Giselle now. You know what's funny? She's fucking sexy. Tom Brady, what the yeah. fuck, man? <laughs> They're fucking lining up, dude. All the celebrities be calling her. Got a supermodel wife, and you chose to look like Justin Bieber and hang out in Tampa Bay for a year longer. Yeah, well, you did. Yeah. So, listeners out there that are still young, don't get old. It's not as fun. Like, no, um, fucking back hurts all the time. <laughs> Knees hurt. Pretty accurate. I, I, although I will say this, I have been eating cleaner and better. My shits have been outstanding. I don't even need the bidet sometimes. Like it just comes out clean, like one fell swoop. It's impressive. It's the best. That's one perk about eating good, like good clean food. So, although it's funny how a lot of our uh, pre-show talks circle back to like bodily functions, mostly poop. shitting. Yeah, yeah. Talking about poop a lot. It's weird. <laughs> oh well. It's like the one peaceful time I have in my life is me getting to take a shit somewhere. <laughs> it's enjoyable. You're a dad. It's probably like the only time you get left alone, really. Yeah. Dude, not even. Dude, my kid be banging on the door. Dad. Just hit him. Just hit your kids. It's fine. All right. Let's get into the show then. Uh, for news, we already talked about the Javante Williams episode or injury last episode. He... Um, Unfortunately, you know, Torres ACL, LCL, which is exactly like the J.K. Dobbins one. I was talking to Director Ross about it earlier today. And because um, then our thing was more just uh, what's Javante's price point in uh, in Dynasty? Because I was trying to see if I can get the next year's 101 off of him. And he was like, no, nah, I think I'd rather have Bijan Robinson. So. I don't know. Poor Javante. And then uh, big news, Jonathan Taylor, superstar running back for the Colts, will not be playing on Thursday. So it's going to be a weird committee of Naheem Hines, Philip Lindsay, and whoever the fuck else they can get off the street. Gross. <laughs> Pretty much. I think, uh, I think it'll be ahead. bad for all of them. That's going to be a bad situation there. It's a bummer. Well, because Naheem Hines is a great, like, spell back, third down back. You know, like, he's not mm – -hmm. A first, he's not an early down back. He's not a between the twenties kind of guy. Or he is a between Deion the twenties guy. He's man, rookie. Yeah, there you go. He's played two snaps and he's got negative three yards. He could easily got? double that, or <laughs> or get back in the positives. He needs three yards, man. <laughs> but ex I expect to see a lot of Hines and a lot of. Uh, you know, I will say I love Hines in half or full PPR this week because. He's just gonna get dump offs. He's gonna he's gonna catch like twelve balls. But, he very well could. Uh, Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston both questionable to play. They didn't practice, so just keep an eye. That was the thing. Like we were talking about this right right before the show started. Was like all the news. Like nobody practiced today. Everybody had today off. So I mean, I guess we can get yeah, more. The next episode has more details every time. I mean, it's the yep. It's our early episode. So, so yeah, we'll keep you guys posted on all that stuff. So. Um, let's just go right into some of your matchups. So uh, we got your Thursday night let's breakdown and we got your AFC matchups for week 
number five. First off, we got the one, two, and one. Indianapolis Colts taking on the two and two Denver Broncos. Over under at 42 with Denver favorite at minus three and a half. Pigs can pick them. We both picked the Broncos because the Colts are bad. Yeah, and now they don't have Don- Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that's pretty much something. The Broncos are bad too, but Jonathan Taylor was my biggest, biggest piece there. That was a nice segue. We already, we already covered Naheem Hines, man. Yep. So that's the thing. So other than Hines, Pittman, um, is Alec Pierce getting close to like being playable? I don't know, man. Just I'm not really interested in any of the pass catchers though for the Colts because Matt Ryan sucks. Yeah, I mean he's he's had two games in a row where they weren't terrible. There's nothing to write home about, but he's got five targets against Kansas City and six against Tennessee. I think he was out against Jacksonville, but he's only playing like fifty percent of the snap, less than fifty percent of the snaps too. So I think if you're in a bind, if you're like a Michael Thomas owner, you could roll him out there and hope he gets that what he's been getting and maybe squeak a touchdown out of him, but I, I wouldn't count on it. Yeah. Other side of the ball, the hot waiver pickup, Mike Boone or Latavius Mur- We were just talking about, too, I picked up Mike Boone in a couple leagues, and then I was like, I think he was actually a waste of fab, honestly, I think, because he's going to suck. I don't know. He's not that good of a football player. Yeah, he's been in the league a while, and he hasn't really ever done anything. He looked good last week, you know. He only had three carries, though, so, like, your sample size is pretty damn small. Mm-hmm. But he's not even, like, good at pass pro, so it's, like, it's going to be the Melvin Gordon He might be the best Gordon option show. at some point, though. If Melvin Gordon keeps fumbling or if he has something come up injury-wise, like, he's it. And, t- and you know, Latavius Murray probably would end up taking it over if that were to happen, mm-hmm. but maybe not this week. I'd stray away this week. I don't think he's the worst pickup, though. There's no pickups right now. There's not a lot of people, you know. So somebody gets injured. Thin, the guy after him, you gotta get. Yeah. Um. Are you are you still cool with rolling Jerry Judy out there? I don't know. I guess so. I mean, he's kind of boom bust at this point, but he's got a. He's shot had two good games. That. Two good two games. Two games. shit games. But. This is- Decent matchup. I feel like Denver's going to be in control of the game. So, I guess it's not the, not the worst. Cool. Fair enough. Moving on. One and three Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the three and one Buffalo Bills. Vegas has the over-under at 46 and a half with Buffalo favorite at minus 14. So, give, showing no love to fucking Pitt. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> I know. Um, we, obviously, we picked the Bills to win because – you know what's funny? Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season as a head coach in the NFL, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be his first year having a losing yeah, season. Certainly could be. Um, I read uh, that this is the first time Pittsburgh's been uh, the underdog by 14 points, I think, ever, but I could be wrong. But That's so there. much. It's been a long time. <laughs> um, for fantasy purposes – George Pickens actually had a pretty decent game um, last week, going six for 102 on eight targets. Um, Deontay Johnson has been quiet. Um, I don't know. Like, are, are you play? Are you cool playing Pickens or Johnson this week? I'd play Johnson. 
I think Pickens could be a thing, but you know their roles kind of reversed when Kenny Pickett came in the game, so mm-hmm. that's kind of promising for Pickens. It's just you kind of don't know for sure yet. We only saw Kenny Pickett for half the game. Watch Kenny Pickett come out here and throw six touchdowns and beat Josh Allen. <laughs> I hope so. I'm really hoping that Najee cool. Harris. I doubt it. it. I'm just yeah. hoping that with a more mobile and hopefully better quarterback play from Kenny Pickett, this will hopefully open up avenues for Najee Harris because he's been yeah. bad. <laughs> not, I think it will. Bad, it's just but... a tough string of games to come into. I know. Like, with this Buffalo, isn't the Tampa best Bay, matchup Miami. to have as your first start. Yeah. Their next like good matchup isn't till like week 11 against Cincinnati. Yeah. So we get some tough sledding for Pittsburgh coming up. So just, just hang tight. Other side of the ball. Um, I still, I think Singletary is a safe, you know, he's got a safe floor. He's a decent flex option out there. Um, Gabe Davis is a player that I don't know what to do with him. Cause he had, he had a decent week one, you know, four for 88 and a touchdown. But I think one of that catch was like a 70 yard touchdown or 50 yard touchdown. So the stat mm-hmm. line is very misleading, but he's looked, he is just not featured at all. Stefan Diggs is absolutely crushing it. So, I mean, is this kind of like a, I mean, it's a, it's an okay matchup for Gabe Davis. Um, I, I'm more interested yeah, in Isaiah I mean- McKenzie <laughs> now that Jameson Crowder's out for the season. Yeah, that's a valid point. He doesn't seem to be being used. I think that's the biggest thing is I don't know what it is. It really seems like he the usage has to increase cuz he's not he's also not like the most productive receiver. You know, like mm-hmm. he he had three targets last week and then he had one catch for 13 yards. Yeah. So it's kind of like okay. The week before he had six targets, three catches for thirty-seven. So yeah, he he's gonna get like ten yards a reception, but he's not getting targeted really. And these are games where they're passing the ball a ton. It's not like they're not throwing it. I don't know, man. Outside of Diggs, I think Isaiah McKenzie's like the other wide receiver you want on this Buffalo offense now that like I said, now that Crowder's gone. Yeah, the usage is there. That's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. All I mean, right, let's move on. Oh, go ahead. It's pretty, pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory at this point. Kind of a bummer yeah. though, because Diggs was supposed to be something. He's exactly what he was last year. There's no step up. I mean, if Davis keeps this up, man, he's borderline droppable. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it's similar to to me. It's kind of like similar to like the Allen Robinson thing, where it's like he's the number two wide receiver on a very powerful offense. So like, you don't want to drop him, but. I mean, production, you can't play him, at least not comfortably. Yeah. The problem, the thing to remember is he's the number two position-wise, but he's the number three to four target-wise. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, moving on, two and two Chargers taking on the two and two Cleveland Browns. Vegas has the over-under at 47 and a half with the Chargers favorite at minus two and a half. I picked the Browns, you picked the Chargers. So, I mean, I hope you're right, and I hope I'm wrong. But just, I don't know, man, the Chargers... They hurt me so much. They hurt me so much being a fan of theirs. And I just think Nick Chubb's going to run for 184 yards on him. So. He could, but I I still think they could win. You know, they Justin Herbert's only going to get healthier. They started to feature Michelle a little bit. They kind of learned their they, 
I feel like they were just trying it out with without Eckler. So, or with Eckler, you know, see if they can involve him less to keep him healthy. And that mm-hmm. they finally realized, like, we got to involve this guy. You know, the passing game's still functioning. It, it's, and if Eckler's the running back and they feature him, like, I think they will. I think they'll be just fine. Although the over-under at 47.5, I think I would take the over. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game because, like, the Chargers' defense has been very um, gross. Like, they haven't, you know, they're giving up a lot of points. You know, gave up 38 to Jacksonville, 24 to Houston. So, I mean, Joey Bosa's hurt. So, I don't know. I, I think this could actually be a lot of fun to watch. But um, if Keenan Allen who is questionable again, but he has not played since week one. Are you still going to roll the dice? Uh, take Josh. I, I personally, like, I know he has, he didn't have a good week last week, but I think I would give Josh Palmer another chance. If Keenan Allen's out. The two weeks before that, he had eight targets and nine targets. I think that the attempt to get him involved is there. And I, I still think that'll be there. You just got to yeah. hope that he produces. Well, that's the thing. Cause like with Josh, like especially if Keenan Allen's out, if Josh Palmer, or I'm sorry, if Keenan Allen's out, Josh Palmer, he has a floor of like he did, you know, week one, three catches for five yards. But then he has that ceiling of six for 99 and like a touchdown. So, I mean, it's just, it, I mm-hmm. mean, you, you roll the dice, but this is a powerful offense with one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So you still take a chance out there. Right. I agree. Um, other side of the ball, I think if you're having co- quarterback woes, this might be an okay streamable matchup with Jacoby Brissett if you're looking for a quarterback streamer, just because the Chargers offense, or I'm sorry, excuse me, defense, they like I said, they gave up 38 to Jacksonville. They gave up 24 to a Davis Mills-led Houston Texans, you know, offense. So they, they might give up some points to Cleveland. So, and, you know, they got some yeah. decent pass catchers with Cooper and DPJ. And I think I, th- I, agree that they'll, I agree that they'll give up points. I just think those points are going to go to Chubb. And hunt. Like I, I don't think that it's the wor- it's the worst. I'd rather start like Geno Smith. But if you're real desperate or two co- two quarterback league, right? Or then super flex. Or, yeah. yeah, not the worst. I still think Chubb runs for at least a hundred yards. <laughs> oh, I agree. Especially because two weeks in a row the Chargers have given up an over fifty yard touchdown run. They gave up a. And he's uh, run for a hundred yards three out of four weeks this year so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the week that he didn't run for 100 yards, he had three touchdowns. He had three touchdowns, yeah. <laughs> and he was still running for five yards a carry. Nick Chubb is fucking crazy. He's the like man. actually, we should we should do uh we should string up some people together because the the ADP won't be correct, but we should do like a redraft, like a quarter long qu- quarter of the year it done, like what a new draft board would look like. And I'm pretty sure Nick Chubb would be a top six pick. I mean, this guy's been fucking phenomenal. He'd be the he'd probably be the one oh one. He's a running back one right now. Mm-hmm. And PPR and standard. Um, David and Joku to me, I think he's now I think he's definitely a weekly tight end play. At least until further. But I mean the last three weeks, decent, you know. I mean, not the greatest uh, week two with five but he had five targets, three for thirty two, but then against Pittsburgh, nine for eighty nine and a touchdown, and then last week against the Falcons. Seven targets, five for 73. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. 50 yards in the touchdown is all you want from your tight end. So, Njoku is uh, – I, I think he's in play this week. Yeah, he's got a safe floor. And yeah. his usage could 
go up a little bit. And then even then, if, if just one or two more receptions on those games or target, they're a huge game. So, mm-hmm. or touchdown. I mean. Cool. All right, moving on. Oh, three and one Houston Texans taking on the two and two Jaguars. Vegas has the over under at 43 and a half with Jacksonville favored at minus seven. We both took the Jaguar. Dude, you know what? I think the Jaguars might be legit because even though they did lose to Philadelphia, they hung in there, man. Like, this is a good yeah, team. They're scoring against them. That's a good defense. Yeah. It was a rainy ass game, you know? I agree. Yeah. We'll see so, how I legit, mean, but they're doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Houston, what, Pearson Cooks, that's all you're playing? Yep. Oh, Brevin Jordan. You're never going to be a... Th- or OJ. What's up with OJ Howard, man? Like, I remember when he was coming in as a rookie when he got drafted by Tampa Bay. Everyone was talking about how this guy, you know, he's six foot six. He's like 275, but he can catch and he's fast. Dude, he hasn't done shit in the NFL. Like, he has moments where he looks good, but... He has those huge games that, yeah, we won, and then he goes away. Mm-hmm. Other side of the ball, I think Trevor Lawrence is I'm streaming him in our home league because I he hasn't been that bad for fantasy. I mean, he had a rough outing last week against Philadelphia. That's more just because he had four yeah, fumbles. He had four fumbles and an interception, and it was a sloppy, sloppy game. He threw it the ball almost ten times less than he's thrown it in any other game. It's mm-hmm. seven times, but still, like, I think he'll be right around that 20-point mark. Yeah. In an okay matchup. So you could probably stream Lawrence this week. Still rolling out your boyfriend, J-Rob. But what about ETN, man? Is ETN just not... Like, he's is he riding the bench until further? I mean, he's playing. He's just not being used that much. He, I, don't, I wouldn't even say he's doing that terrible. Like, last week he had eight carries for 32 yards. So he averaged four yards a carry. He was on 50% of snaps. Mm-hmm. Just James Robinson's just doing better. And yeah. I, I I think if you did anything with him, like, you're going to have to just keep him on your bench because, like, you can't trade him. You can't cut him. You can't really play him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he may get a touchdown, but he needs that touchdown. Yeah. And then you, I, I, think, I think you're absolutely playing Christian Kirk. I think he's a weekly start forever. He's so good right now. Yeah, we were wrong about Christian Kirk. It happened. We were wrong about Christian Kirk. So. All right, moving on. Got the one and three Detroit Lions taking on the one and three New England Patriots. Vegas has the over under at 45 and a half with the Patriots favored at minus three. Um, we both took the line. Dude, go Lions, man. I, I actually like the Lions. I-, I think this is a good matchup for them, especially like no Mac Jones. Their wide receiver rooms banged up. And I don't know. I like Detroit. Yeah, Detroit, their offense is good. They just got to be able to be a little bit better on defense, man. It's, yeah. I think that, I'm, I picked him in the assumption that Mac Jones isn't going to play. If Mac Jones plays, I think it'll be closer, but I think Detroit could still win this one. So I'm, I, I kept it like that. Uh, Detroit's, they've had close games every week. So I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think they actually take this, the victory home. But the question is, does DeAndre Swift, I think DeAndre Swift is out again because he was held out of practice today. So there's a chance that, uh, but Jamal Williams has been great uh, filling in for fucking. That's Swift, the thing so. is they don't really need him to come back. If they needed him to come back, he probably could. Mm-hmm. But, but Jamal Williams run the ball fine. The offense is not the reason they're losing games right now. No. So, 
No, I would, but I would, I mean, if I was Dan Campbell, I'd give Swift the week off again. And then they have the bye week, you know, give him, say it's three weeks to get better. Yeah. And then make Jamal Williams a linebacker when you put him back. <laughs> Why is he just lay, laying the hammer? <laughs> he's better than what, he's got, what they got there. Probably. He'd probably figure it out better than what they got. Fair enough. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown didn't return to practice today either. So just keep an eye on that. Cause although goddamn man, Jared Goff is getting it done despite having no pass catchers. So yeah, well, DJ Chark didn't return to practice and I don't think, um, Josh Reynolds did either, but yeah, Josh Jared Reynolds Goff does too. not care. Jared Goff will throw it to Quintus Cephas again. He doesn't give a fuck. Mm, Rome did love himself. Some TJ Hawkinson Cephas. all day. Dude, you know, what's funny. Hawkinson, granted, it was a monster, monster fucking game. Eight for 179, two touchdowns. But that's the that's the Hawkinson that we were all hoping for, that he has he has the potential to be that guy. I think this week he'll be great, but there's just so many weapons there that it kind of gets taken away from him. Yeah. Um, other side of the ball, I think Stevenson's the running back that you want. I mean, Harris had a good game. Last week, eighteen for eighty six in the touchdown. But Stevenson just—he's getting all the pass. He's getting all the pass love. He's had a good game too. So, I don't know. You play both. Fuck it. Play both. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Um, Jacoby Myers had a limited practice today, so I think if he's if he's back, I'm playing him. He's probably the only wide receiver I'm interested in. Though. I'm not. I'm not a big Parker Aguilar guy. Yeah, he's the only one I'm interested in. And I know he's coming back, but like if you're gonna come back, this is a nice matchup to come back against. Yeah, Detroit's giving up. Dude, they made Geno Smith look like an MVP quarterback. So they did. <laughs> All right, moving on. Three and one, Miami Dolphins taking on the two and two New York Jets. Vegas has the over under at forty five and a half, with Miami favorite at minus three. We both took the Dolphins because even though if two is out or Tua is out, even though it's Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, all the op- all the op- options on offense they have, and that defense is legit. And then you're going to take on, you know, the Jets, uh, you know, Dolphins all day, baby. So. Yeah, Teddy Two Gloves, he's not going to lose you the game most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like a worse version of Jimmy G. Like, he's not going to – like, he he'll may throw a pick here and there, but he's not going to be – too egregious with the ball and their defense like you said it's just really good well the thing with teddy i mean if you look at the stat line it wasn't awful when he filled in for two especially because after a horrible injury like that you know he's sitting cold on the sideline the entire game but he still went out 14 to 23 for 193 and a touchdown he did throw a pick but i mean he was out there hucking it so plus you know you got the two fastest wide receivers in football with tyree kill and Jalen waddle um yeah and one of the fastest running backs yeah, Waddle didn't practice today, so you know, obviously, keep an eye on that. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, one thing I do like about Tyreek Hill when, um, when a reporter was asking Tyreek Hill, like, "Oh, like, are you still comfortable going into this week with uh, Teddy as your quarterback?" Tyreek looked the reporter dead in the eye and said, "I'd put up numbers with you." So he he's confident. He's ready to rock and roll. He probably would, dude. I'd probably hook the ball to him. He'd put up. He'd just throw a screen pass every time. Every place the screen, he'd still end up getting yards. Yep. Uh, Raheem Mostert seems to be the running back that you want to roster right now. For I mean, you obviously roster Edmonds and Mostert, but Mostert looks like you can 
play him. <laughs> yeah, Edmonds had two good games in a row, and both of them were terrible games where he scored touchdowns. That's it's the touchdown that saved his games, you know. Both times, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, other side of the ball for the Jets. I love Brees Hall. Uh, I think Corey Davis is secretly the wide receiver you want to play. I mean, you still play Garrett Wilson just because of the target uh, uh, volume, but I don't know, man. Zach Wilson loves himself some Corey Davis, so he does. They do work together, man. They have the yeah. They have that rapport. It, sometimes that's what matters more, you know. You're you know you're you're getting pressured. You go to the go to the guy you trust. I guess. All right, moving on. Two and two, Cincinnati Bengals taking on the two and two Baltimore Ravens. Vegas has the over under at 48 and a half with the Ravens favorite at minus three. Uh, I think we both took the, yeah, we both took the Ravens. I, you know, I don't know, dude, Baltimore, they look good. Baltimore looks so good this year. So it's hard to, hard to argue with that. Um, Yeah, I agree. JK Dobbins seems to be back. Gus Edwards may be coming. They're just going to get better as they get Mm -hmm. some of these pieces back. Um, you know who you're playing for Cincinnati on your roster. But my question is Hayden Hurst, man, he's – I think Hayden Hurst is like – I mean, tight end is so fucking disgusting. It, it, like, Director Ross, he's, he said he's actually going to make a push in our home league that instead of instead of the tight end position, it's just a wide receiver, a tight end flex. Because the point differential between, like, the Kelsey's Andrews versus, you know, anyone else. Like, the, like Will Disley's like the tight end six right now. You know, so it's just it's it's so yeah. hit and miss. But I think Hayden Hurst has quietly carved himself a nice little role in that offense. Um, he's unsexily the tight end fourteen, but last week you know three for twenty seven and a touchdown, so that's not awful. But yeah, and he's had games where he got a lot of targets. The first couple of weeks he was getting a lot of targets. So as a tight end, if you're streaming tight ends, Baltimore has been letting people throw a ball against him. Uh, J.K. Dobbins looks like he's ready to play football again. 13 for 41 with a rushing touchdown and 4 for 4 for 22 and a passing touchdown. So I, I like J.K. Dobbins a lot. Um, yeah. He's definitely a They cool eased go. him back in, and he got two touchdowns. Yep. And it could easily happen again. He's a good running back. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that were patient, just hanging on to J.K. Dobbins, um, you were re- rewarded handsomely. Um, for pass catchers, Bateman's probably fine. and you're probably going to play Mark Andrews. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like totally worried about. Well, yeah, I am. I was going to say Dallas Duvernay, but I, he's productive when he plays, but he doesn't play a lot. I mean, look at, he's got week one, four targets, four receptions. Week two, two targets, two receptions. Week three, two targets, two receptions. Week four, five targets, four receptions. So his usage mm-hmm. went up a little bit, but not consistently enough. Like, if you see three more weeks of that, that would be pretty nice. One of Duvernay's catches was actually, it got bounced off of Bateman, I believe, and he caught it and then ran it for, like, 20 yards. So, That's right. I mean, he, like I said, I don't know. Duvernay, I don't know. I think it was fun while it lasted, but I'm I'm really not that interested in Duvernay anymore. But I don't, I'd, I'd hold him. Yeah, he's he's a bench stash. 
And then the final game we're going to talk about is your Monday night football game. We got the one and three Las Vegas Raiders taking on the three and one Kansas City Chiefs. We both took the Chiefs. Vegas has the over under at 51 and they took the Chiefs at minus seven because the Raiders just look awkward to me right now. Like, I don't know what it is like, like, like I think Devonte Adams addition was bad for their offense. Cause all Derek Carr does is throw to Devonte Adams. Yeah. I said it last episode. I think Devonte mm-hmm. Adams, Devonte Adams is just fine, but it made Derek Carr worse mm-hmm. because he hyper targets and where he used to spread the ball around. That's why he seemed like it would be a great addition. Yeah. I mean, he, he throws to Adams or like no one else. Like it just, I mean, his target share, I think it's like 30 something percent, which is absolutely absurd. So it's just, it's bad for the offense. Kansas city's defense is pretty good. They're just, they just look dysfunctional out there. So, um, but for fantasy purposes, if Hunter Renfro's back, are you playing him? He, he returned to practice today from the concussion injury. Um, he's been out the last two weeks, so he might be good to go. Oh Yeah. I'd play him. Are you comfortable starting him? Yeah, I think so. Here's I mean, the thing the impl- is, that's part of the problem with Derek Carr right now is he's, that's why he's targeting Adams so much these last weeks. But Hunter Renfro had 10 targets and 6 targets the two weeks he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't get the most yards or anything, but, you know, like, he gets a lot of red zone opportunities as, like, a flex receiver, like, wide receiver three. I'd, I'd roll him out there. They're going to have to score. They're going to have to pass. Start throwing the ball to fucking Darren Waller. God damn. Yeah, this is true, too. Like, he's such a mismatch on offense, and he just fucking, I mean, his best game was 60, six, six catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown, eight targets, which that's exactly what you want. But, you know, back-to-back games of only 20 yards catching, like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't know. I probably want more out of Waller than that, because you drafted him probably in, like, the third, fourth round. Yeah. Maybe the fifth, but probably still. fifth. It's, but still, like you drafted him to be your guy. You didn't draft another tight end, and then who are you going to pick up? Will Disley? Fucking yeah, kind of need him to do some. It's the Kyle Pitts saga, but a little bit, a little bit more forgivable. Mm-hmm. Other side of the ball, Clyde edwards helaire That production. There's no way this production can keep keep up, right? Like the 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 other shoe has to fall at some point in time. I mean. I don't know. I, I got I get you, but he's running the ball well. Like, yeah, he's had two games where he scored touchdown, two touchdowns, and then he had the game against the Colts where he had zero rushing yards and scored a touchdown. I think that's an anomaly. I just don't see this nineteen carries that he got last week being a thing that mm-hmm. often. Yeah, no way. So it that's what worries me the most. I mean, you still have to roll him out there if he's on your roster. But actually, uh, Director Ross and I were talking about it earlier that, like, I don't know, man. I would try to capitalize on this production for CEH. I think I would try to move him. I mean, I don't know what you could get for him. But, I mean, like, if you could think, move him for, I don't know. Like, I think you'd be uh, able to get something decent. Yeah. Like, if you need a wide receiver, I'm sure you can move him for, like, a wide receiver. Or, like, you know, fucking lump Edwards and, and Darren Waller and flip him for, I don't know, fucking Mark Andrews. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. That's not bad at all, actually. Yeah. Like, maybe if you play in a league that actually trades, and unlike our fucking home league where, like, it's impossible to trade because everybody's afraid of fucking getting fucked. Yeah, it's difficult. 
I hate our home league. It's so fucking frustrating. Um, for pass catchers, I guess Juju. I mean, he's getting targets, getting eight targets a game. So, um, I don't know. It's Kelsey or yeah. bust. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because I mean, yeah. MVS is getting targets and producing decent, but it's playing the touchdown game with them. It seems like. Yeah, well, the problem with MVS is he's your field stretcher, and he's not as good as Tyree Kill. Dude, I want to see Sky Moore play more. I'm telling you, it's because he wears the number 24. If he wore, like, number 10 or, like, an 80. Remember when wide receivers actually wore the number 80s? Like, they wore 80s? Mm-hmm. It's There's fucking weird. Like, still. Now it's weird, like, if you see a wide receiver wearing a number in the 80s, you're like, oh, it's weird. Like, they're no, supposed they're to be, like, number like, one. In... Yeah, or, like, in the teens. Like, they all wear, like, a 13 through 19. 13, 1, yep. But, I don't know. I, I do want to see Sky Moore getting more involved. I, I think he should. I mean, he's super talented, very fast. He was supposed to be kind of like... I think he's faster like than MVS. And he, I think he could probably catch better. Can't be much I just don't, I don't. I just don't know if he knows the pro offense well enough yet. It's probably my guess. Mm-hmm. But... Well, hey, man, you got anything else to talk about? looks like a short show tonight. No, I mean, we could talk about the – we could recap the status of the Friends of the Show League. Oh, fuck. I didn't prepare I for that, so. I completely forgot about that. We I do have a Friends of the Show League. All right, yeah, let's talk about that. So we got the Filthy Fantasy Football League Season 2. Uh, best friend of the show, Ryan Kennedy, is actually winning it at 4-0. Uh, Lobo's Den. Right Dude, he's crushing it in that league. Like, good for him. And he's got a good team, though. Kyler Murray, Brees Hall, Christian Kirk. Yeah, he might suffice his first loss with Jonathan Taylor out. But even then, he's backing up Jonathan Taylor with Lenny Fournette and Brees Hall. So it's not. I know. It, doesn't he's got seem Cam to be Akers on his bench. Like, he's doing just fine. Although, for yeah. a man that has three tight ends on his roster, I'm very confused. Because he's got Everett and Fryermuth. And... Actually, when this is done, I might actually try to make a trade offer with him. Because my team fucking sucks. I'm in last yeah. place in the league. Uh, we got Lobos in second place, three and one. FF Tony, three and one. Uh, my buddy Jason, two and two. Martin from the Dynasty Pylon at two and two. Uh, Jason's better half, Liz, at two and two. Fish, you're in at seventh at two and two. Rome, yeah, my our, our beloved Rome, he's in eighth place at two and two. Director Ross, one and three. Uh, our our friend Sw- uh, Wavy with Moon Vibes. Uh, he's at one and three. Uh, Chris Beck. Beck is dope. Uh, he's at one and three of the night. I'm bringing in the rear. I had a tough go in that league, man. Like, just because I have Alvin Kamara and he's he's always fucking hurt. Dalton Schultz has been hurt. And that's and my team. Like, man, I've, I have Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin as my wide receivers. Like, my team should be better. I just picked up Kenny yeah, Pickett. I, my biggest thing is like, I'm. I'm only two and two, but like I feel like my team's pretty good. It's just kind of never quite been enough. I'm hoping that with with Robinson coming back and Dak Prescott coming back, that should help me. Because right now I'm playing Matt Ryan. I won't play Matt Ryan this week. I'll probably find some other piece of garbage to pick up. <laughs> but that's hurting me. But I got Dobbins coming back. I kind of built for this, you know. I had to ride it out for for a little bit till some of these injuries because I picked players that were hurt like Dobbins. So 
Robinson. I think I'll be all right when they come back. There we go. I think uh, for next episode, we'll bang through the rest of these matchups and then um, I won't be so lazy and I'll get some listener questions for us that we can answer um, when we wrap it up. So, but yeah, there's the updates for that. Uh, Oh, Nah, fuck pigskin pick him. We'll worry about that later. Especially because Rome's been placed on IR for the time being. So it's just. Right. So. But yeah, hey, we'll wrap it up here at 40 minutes. That's fine. A little, little quick banger for you guys to get get you through the day. We're going to come back to you guys later this week. We're going to break down your NFC matchups and we'll get some listener questions. So actually, if you have any listener questions, get at us. Uh, get us on um, Twitter, Filthy F-Ball Show. Get fish at F football fish. Big Rome's at Big Rome FFF. Uh, our Instagram is Filthy Fantasy Football Show, and you can send in your emails to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for listening, guys. We love you. I'm King Josh Josh the King. Fantasy Fish. Good one, y'all.